Welcome back to a brand new episode of Vagina Slips. For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose and I run this thing whenever, so welcome back. Life is wild, insane, (laughs) crazy. Um, I have so much to share, but I kind of wanted to make a Valentine's Day-esque episode and answer more questions than usual so uh we're gonna go deep and talk about life (laughs) and play some music that has really resonated with me recently um so yeah I'm excited this this episode feels good already so we're gonna start with one of the most painful yet beautiful songs about heartbreak and Ugh, it, I, I can't even explain it. I'm just going to play it for you guys. This is Till Tuesday with Voices Carry. Enjoy. I'm 
Oh my god, so good. <laughs> that was um, Till Tuesday with Voices Carrie. Man, that song, I don't know if I listened to it at this point in my life in the past, but I could have benefited because it was like everything I ever wanted to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've had like varied experiences with love and relationships and flings in the past, but that song painfully <laughs> reminds me of one where I was in school. I was um, an art student studying sculpture and installation, and I like unexpected, unexpectedly had this fling with this older um, grad student, and I didn't see it coming. And I liked him because he was very dominant. He had like a varied past. I'd been in some really shitty relationships before him and it just was unexpected and we were really we were like pals you know and I was feeling you know those kind of desperate feelings of wanting to be with him and settle things out and it was just like this really intense um connection I felt like we had and I'm an Aries so you know I just go crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had this fling and I just thought like we were so special and it was kind of individual. And there was another girl um, who he had actually taught work to. He was a um, like a TA and he had mentioned earlier that they had a fling and he had to cut it off because she was a student and he wasn't feeling it. And at the time, you know, we weren't really involved. So I didn't really think anything of it. And mind you, I was Bobo the clown. I was trying to lock it down. Like I had the talk. I was like, what are we, you know? And he was just like radio silent, you know? <laughs> One time when we were involved, I was kind of waiting around the studio um, we were both doing our work and, you know, we were going to meet up and he kept on kind of like dodging us hanging out, even though I thought that we were going to do something that night, like get a drink, whatever. And he texted me. He's like, oh, I can't. I'm uh, seeing someone. I've told this story before. It's like cringeworthy. Um, but he's like, oh, I'm seeing a friend. Um, maybe another night. And I was like, fine. I waited around. But okay. And as I'm pulling away in my uh, police car, what are they called? Mercury? Was it a Mercury? No, it was a Grand Marquis, my shitty car. Um, I was pulling away from the studio and I see him outside smoking with this, the same girl that I, you know, that he had taught before. And it was a day when, it was a Sunday, so normal students didn't have access to the buildings that we had because I was a BFA and he was a grad student and she didn't have access and I'm like oh shit like they are still seeing each other and this whole time I thought that we were a thing and that she was out of the picture and it it was like a movie I was driving away like fuck <laughs> like what am I doing and I was so 
so distraught. And the worst part was that I had a class with this girl and she was very like unassuming. I never figured that that was a thing. And then I connected it back to moments where, you know, I would see him or I'd see her outside smoking. (laughs) Smoking is a big part of this story, but I'd see her outside smoking and then she'd go in and then come back out and then he came and they ended up smoking. And I'm like, why would you smoke two cigarettes back to back? Like, it doesn't make sense. And then, yeah, it all clicked. And they were seeing each other at the same time that we were. And he was very much like, you know, I'm a I'm a bad guy. You don't want to date me, whatever. And like I was saying before, tangents, of course, <laughs> um, it was really hard because I like hated this girl which was so unfair I and I knew it at the time so it's like balancing that thing where I'm like she's just doing herself and I turned out to be the other woman and I I called it quits like literally I cut that shit off and I think he was kind of startled by that and he ended up leaving me this like photo gift because he was a photography major or whatever um and it was like this intercom from his apartment that was broken that I loved and he gave me this print uh of it and it was titled like rose colored or something because you know like my name and I literally lost my shit I was like so mad um but then learning from other people like she was so in love with him and I was just like infatuated and I totally like understood it all and just removed myself I graduated and I I don't think I think maybe I saw him one more time but that song that I just played was like the anthem because the whole time he was like playing both of us and we were just totally obsessed so (sighs) I'm just, I guess I'm going deep. I'm telling my uh, worst breakup story, even though we were never together. Love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect to go that deep. Um, but yeah. Before I forget, though, I do have to say one of the most like interesting shows that I've seen recently, which I was slow to, I didn't hop on the bandwagon, is um, Killing Eve. Oh, so amazing. I know. I feel like I'm like the one person in the world who hasn't seen it. But I watched three episodes on the plane because I was going to Boston to visit my sister and her kids and her husband. Um and it's so amazing. It stars Sandra Oh from Grey's Anatomy. And then this girl, Jody, oh God, Cromer, I think is her name. But she was in My Mad Fat Diary, which was on E4, if you guys know that show. I love that show. So good. Um, but yeah, it's like Jody is this assassin Russian woman and she kills people and Sandra O oh is this investigator trying to figure out who she is and it becomes this like hot you know gay romance but like K 
killing is involved and stuff. So it's just super hot and interesting. And I think they are going to, they're going to release season three soon, but I watched all of that shit, all of it. And it was so good. So there's that. Okay. So before I stray further, um, I took questions for this episode through my Instagram story, which is new to me. I've never done that before. Um, So yeah, let's just jump into it before I ramble on. Um, And also there were surprisingly more than I thought there would be. So I probably can't get to everybody, but I think this is a good system for the future. Um, Okay. Small Town Explorer said... What has been your best Valentine's Day? Um, none. There's no, there's never, I've never had a great Valentine's Day. Um, to be truthful, there might have been a good, a good one in there. But I don't remember. Um, yeah, like a friend of mine from Minneapolis posted this uh, like story thing of like a a party, a mansion party that we went to and it's like a goth themed Valentine's Day party. And that was, seems like it was fun. I do not remember, not because I was like twisted or whatever. I don't, yeah. Um, But yeah, Valentine's Day has always been rough in the past because there's so much hype and expectation. You know, like when you have a crush and you're like, oh, maybe they'll reach out today. Maybe we'll do something. And then literally the, the day comes and nothing happens. So I feel like one of my Valentine's Day, I went to this uh, place in Minneapolis at the Science Museum in uh, St. Paul. It's not in Minneapolis. Um, and they have something called the Omni Theater. And that has been like a touchstone for me throughout my life. It's such a crazy experience. It's basically like a movie theater, but they play um, scientific movies, movies about, you know, natural disasters or national parks, stuff like that. And it's like a half dome. The screen is a half dome. So it comes down. It just really envelops you Um and it's very experiential. So when I was living there, that was like my go-to place to feel good with or without a date, you know, um, and just to see, just be reminded, I guess, of like the passions that I do hold towards things that are not uh, people or whatever. And it just made me feel really grounded. So I feel like I did that in the past, but yeah, nothing spicy. I've, I've been pretty, you know, boring for my Valentine's celebrations or whatever. Um, John C. Riley official <laughs> asks, most embarrassing crush you've ever had? And this one I can relate to. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had this, but when I would take road trips as a kid, there's like this tradition where when you go under a tunnel, like in a mountain or something, you hold your breath and you make a wish. <laughs> so every time I went through a tunnel, I wished that I would marry Aaron Carter. Yes, facts. Um, 
And now he's wild and it's like sad. But yeah, he was like my favorite crush I ever had. I played a CD on my boombox. I was obsessed. The episode on Lizzie McGuire when he came, like that that Christmas episode uh, with like those silver puffy jackets, you know, that was amazing to me. But he was a huge, huge crush because um, I loved, you know, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and everything. But he was like around my age, I think. He's probably older, but um, he's my main, my main guy. But another instance, um, <laughs> I was obsessed with Ron from Harry Potter, that boy, um, Rupert Grint. And I remember having a magazine, I I forget, it was probably one of those like Teen Beat or whatever magazines, but there was a photo of him with the rest of the cast from uh, the first movie. And I just thought he was so cute. And I was hanging out, I don't know why, but in my brother's room because he had a bunk bed. And I thought it was just so cool. So I took the magazine up to the, the top of the bunk bed and... I was having a moment. I was like smooching that picture of him. (laughs) And I just remember my brother coming into the room and like witnessing me making out with a piece of paper. And uh, it was traumatic. And um, yeah, that was a very embarrassing moment. But it's cute, like looking on now. So, (laughs) Uh, okay, so. That's my past. We are reeling it in for the future. I feel like this year I experienced like a very level um, experience of love. It doesn't make sense. I know it's not eloquent, but it's true. Um, yeah, where I stopped feeling so desperate for these people to like me and I just really came to terms I really liked someone and I told them and it was like very much heart-wrenching and the next day I literally moved across country to pursue some career things and uh you know I drove away shed some tears on the road but it was a very special to me so I'm gonna play a song that kind of embodies uh that that moment and this was originally written by Joni Mitchell um and Judy Collins sings it this is both sides now enjoy ice cream castles in the air and feathered canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way but now they only block the sun they rain and snow on everyone so many things I would have done but clouds got in my way I've looked at I really don't know clouds 
Judy Collins with Both Sides Now, written by Joni Mitchell, who also does a brilliant um, rendition of the song. But yeah, that upbeat, kind of somber song <laughs> has really hit me in the past. And I don't know, I feel like I've I've leveled out. I've had some terrible relationships in the past where I don't know. There's a lot to it, but there's just been a lot of pain. And I've also discovered a relationship that, you know, I deeply cherished and loved and truly gave my myself to. And that lyric, um, tears and fears and feeling proud to say I love you right out loud. Like, it's just so beautiful because I had one of those experiences this past year, like really putting myself out on the line, not expecting much in return. Um, Did I receive like, I love you back? No, not necessarily. But still just like the freedom that you can feel when speaking your piece and moving on, you know, because at the end of the day, the mantra that I hold is that we will all die, <laughs> which is true. You know, we're going to die. Um, and for me, my focus has always been to just make life bearable, which sounds so depressing. But for me, that's like pursuing my career, working in film and film festivals. And I've met people along the way um you know, flings, relationships, whatever, that feel very great in the moment. And you have this like unspoken kinship with with this person. And it's been great. And I will always kind of have this like pit in my heart for um, this person from like a year ago that I really just clicked with. But at the same time, knowing that you are not necessarily like you don't have to be tied to one person to experience just like the wealth of love and what it is. I don't know. It's been very good for me and very growing. And I always have to kind of like remind myself not to just get hung up. You know, my other slogan is that I'm an Aries, (laughs) you know, like I have to reel myself in sometimes because it's really easy to just succumb to this, um, 
notion of like wanting to be desired and seen by people, even if they aren't like the best fit for you. And so whenever I feel kind of like desperate in the moment, I'm just like, reel it back, you know, focus on your career and what makes you happy. And hopefully there will, there will be someone in the future where, I don't know, where you just feel kind of at peace with them and it's kind of, it's coming in and out always. So, <sighs> such a good song. Um, all right, jumping back to more questions. My lovely friend Micah from Minneapolis uh, submitted one. She said, fave Sundance flick and was January actually three months long. Yes, I feel like the winter is terrible. Um <laughs> But this January for me was just like a chaotic breeze, um, <laughs> wind, whatever. Um, my Sundance faves were Zola, which was, I spoke about this the last episode by um, Janixa Bravo and literally Florida strippers, A24, Need I say more? It's just so amazing. It stars Taylor Page, Riley Keough, who we all know I stan. Um, Sidetrack. I just saw like the Lodge trailer in theaters. That was a movie that was at Sundance in 20, uh, 2019. And I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I just, I love this woman, Riley Keough. And in Zola, she plays this like weird sidekick best friend who's psycho, but very funny. Um, and then Nicholas Braun is in it too, which on my sky high stands, <laughs> stand up. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen Succession or anything, but he's fantastic. So it's a story about these two girls who meet and they're both strippers and it's like this weird at least for me I felt like this love thing where you meet someone new and there's just they're just so intoxicating and you want to be around them and then of course like shit ensues and it's based off of this true story of this tweet story I'm sure you guys maybe you remember um and like the premise is like me and this bitch fell out like you want to know more <laughs> like read the rest of my tweets basically you know paraphrasing but um the screenplay was by Janixa Bravo and Jeremy O'Harris and yeah I finally saw it at the festival and it was just like so fresh so amazing and the crew was just like I don't know just young and with it and I feel like this is gonna be like like last year my favorite movie one of my favorites from the festival was the last black man in San Francisco. And I feel like this will be the next like boom film, you know, people are going to love it. Micah, you'll love this. Um, it's just so electric. And like I said before, the crew is just super dope. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for people to see it. I can't wait to see it again when it's distributed. Um, so Zola was amazing, and I really loved The Assistant by Kitty Green, which, again, I went into in the last episode, but it stars Julia Garner as this assistant working for a person who's very similar to 
Harvey Weinstein, you know, this like head of this production company, um, super problematic and chaotic, but it's like a very slow simmer. I think someone described it as like a silent scream um, because it shows like the true life when you're an assistant, when you're a PA and you're working for these people and their behaviors are like outrageous. But at the end of the day, you have to make copies and shit. Like you have to make coffee and it just, it humanizes the assistance in these scenarios and it also, I don't know, it's just very jarring. And I saw it. And during the Q&A, there are a bunch of dudes just like saying dumbass questions. And so I don't know, I always get super nervous, but I stood up, you know, and asked a question. And I was like, to Kitty Green and Julia, I was like, are you guys scared that this film will literally blacklist you from Hollywood? And Kitty Green she's a badass and she was like yeah a lot of people literally like wrote me terrible you know not letters but they basically were telling her like why the fuck are you doing this and and then a lot of people were supportive of the project so it's coming out very soon um i think it'll be in theater shortly so i so i think everybody should see it but um yeah, I just, I loved it. It was super relatable on a depressing note. Um, but I just love that this is being made. It's a total fuck you. And um, I'm into it. Um, and I didn't get to see a lot this festival because I was working so much. But another film that I really did like, which I was excited to see, is Spree by Eugene Kotlevrenko, Kotlevrenko. Um, the star is Joe Keery from Stranger Things. But like, I, I almost don't want to give anything away, but the basic premise is that he's like a Uber Lyft driver um, in LA. And he's also like a wannabe YouTube star. So I think it's very relevant for kids my age who grew up on YouTube and like seeing Logan Paul, like all these like crazy figures, you know, because uh, I don't know, Joe Carey is so charming, but he's also kind of douchey in this film. And a very interesting aspect of it is that all the camera shots are done from like webcams or it's not like a standard uh, cinematography film. I just I thought it was really inventive and very fun and it just within the first 20 minutes you realize this plot point which they don't uh tell anybody about and it becomes very dark and humorous and it's just it's just weird um but yeah I thought it was a cool little hot take on social media these days and um I was into it so I think it's worth the watch and I'm curious to see what comes next um but yeah very much of the time so you know what I mean um do 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 Gaps of Sunlight said, I'm interested in production design. Any tips on how to get related experience? I would say just like hop into it. Any 
it kind of depends on what kind of production you get to experience in. But there's so many aspects of production design. Um, there's like the set decorator department, which I'm very interested in. Um, those are folks who choose what items are in the shot and kind of the feel of the items, you know, what characters own and how it speaks to them. And then there are set dressers who literally are like on site. They dress the set. Um, they sample everything. And props are a whole different, you know, category. So honestly, like starting out being a art department PA is kind of where it's at because you can kind of see what it's about, whether you're in like production, like sh shooting on site or if you're in the office there's a lot of background stuff that needs to be done um but at the end of the day it's just like being resourceful especially if you're on like a low budget project you know thinking of things on the fly it just it's experience space you know if someone needs something you boom have to think of what they need you have to go to stores and get things and it's like being an artist um like painting something or creating something on the fly and hoping that it works out. So that was kind of general, but really just get in at the low level, see what it's about, see what you like. Um, there's set design, which is more like architecture based and thinking about like how the camera interacts um, with the shots and literally designing these layout plans for how things are constructed. But yeah, hopefully that kind of helps. Um, and then the last question is from Your Secret Muse. And they said, what got you into films? And what are some tips for living in the moment? Um, so what got me into films was kind of that omni-movie experience that I talked about earlier. I just, as a child, I really loved being enveloped by those huge screenings um that let you see different parts of the world but my favorite film starting out was like twister you know by the guy who made speed and purely because it was such a midwest representation <laughs> you know helen hunt oh so good um but a huge component too was like being super depressed in high school, like skipping school, just watching like Gregor Rocky movies and trying to escape and just realizing that like I could hopefully make a, make a career out of what I loved. Um, yeah. So that was that. And then what are some tips for living in the moment? Honestly, Living in the moment is cool, uh, but I would say like living for the future is where it's at because I just feel like that's what made me inspired and pushed me further and further to just get out of my town, you know, get out of my way of thinking, um, just thinking of things in the future that you'd like to do uh, and what makes you happy and then striving for that. I feel like it keeps you in the present. However, it gives you like a glimmer of hope for the future. Um, just indulging in your passions and really just diving deep without anyone telling you what to do. That's kind of 
what you got to do to just like be chill in the moment and have hope for what's ever next. So, yeah, those are the questions I'm going to answer today, but it's been a whirlwind. Um, I literally decided today that I am going to San Francisco in like less than two weeks for another gig, um, which I'm excited about, but just like super nervous, like shaky and nervous because, you know, I just always push myself to do something that's uncomfortable um, and scary. And I don't know why, but I just do it because, you know, being stagnant is not it. And sometimes you just got to dive into the ice and uh, hope for the best, you know. So with that being said, I have to play a song that I feel like I've played on here before, but this is Scott McKenzie with San Francisco. I'm just moving on and uh, seeing what's good. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk soon. Bye. <laughs>